0: We are the Bride Radio, is the voice of the true Bride of Christ.
1: W.A. TV Radio seeks to inform and engage the Bride of Christ The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. in your face devil
0: bible studies with dr june knight
1: good afternoon bride good afternoon this is your host today dr june knight we are here in the month of december in winchester tennessee and i have heard the cries of the people wanting the book of revelation redone the book of revelation is probably the most important book in the bible right now so We are going to examine this again and do it. Uh, We're going to take our time through the month, and we are going to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church in this hour. Okay, so we cannot start. Well, first, let's start with prayer. Lord, we just thank you so much for your word. Lord, as we've been doing these bam, in-your-face devil Bible studies, Lord, You have taken us back in time and we have experienced your word. And Lord, as I have studied the book of Revelation many times, Lord, you have always taken me back and you have showed me and you have revealed to me, Lord, what you are saying to the church. And I pray you do the same again. Holy Spirit, you are a teacher. You will never leave us or forsake us. You will help us and teach us. And Holy Spirit, we make ourselves pliable in your hands that you will teach us today in Jesus' name. All right, Brad, listen, before we get started in the book of Revelation, I just want to refresh a little bit from the book of Jude. (coughs) Excuse me. Jude is a book warning of false prophets. Now, isn't that funny right before the one that tells us about the end of time? So as you can see here, he says, I want to exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith, which was once delivered unto the saints for there are certain men who crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness, (coughs) excuse me, and denying. Let's see, where was I at here? Okay, and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though, once you knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt. Okay, out of the land of Egypt afterward. Destroyed them that believed not. And the angels, which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation. All right, bro, what was that in Noah's day? When they left their habitation, they had sex with humans, and that begot angels. So I don't think this is odd that this is in the next to the last chapter in the Bible in Jude, When it warns us of this, because the Bible says in the last days, it will be as in the days of Noah. And we see all of the things that's happening today having to do with that same time period, the debauchery and everything else. Okay. So it says, uh, okay. And the angels, which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation He has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, what is this bride, the LGBT, the homosexual movement, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Now, we know, bride, that people are being lied to because they're being celebrated by the world if they participate in this lifestyle, but it is a road to destruction. If that is you run for the everlasting hills, it is a road to destruction, and the devil is lying to you. Amen. Likewise, also, these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, which means they despise authorities and speak evil of dignities. Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, but did not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. But these speak evil of those things. which they know not but what they know naturally as brute beast in those things they corrupt themselves so in other words like i I equate that to people that uh put down people for speaking in tongues they know not the truth and i feel sorry for them uh when they put down people who speak in tongues and i would be very careful right about talking about people who operate in the gifts Now, in my book, The American Exposé, I, you know, I delve into the New Apostolic Reformation not to debunk miracles. See, a lot of the people that say they expose and everything, they are only exposing because they're debunking the theology. They're debunking miracles. They're debunking prophecies. But I'm not doing that. I am telling you the fake within because I was one. I am one that believes in the power of God. I am filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. I believe in the miracles of God. So I know that they have twisted it. So my hopes and dreams is to expose the truth of it. So woe unto them for they have gone in the way of Cain and ran greedily after the heir of Balaam for reward, and perished in the gainsaying of Korah. Woo, Brad, I read that story about Moses and Korah. You do not want to even be compared to that. That was such a horrible offense to God, Brad. Let me tell you why. Oh, man, it is a sad story. They talked about Moses. And they went before God and they said, Mo, why does Moses get to be this and whatnot? God swallowed them up uh, the earth swallowed that entire tribe, and they went down into hell alive. Bride, that's how bad it was. That's horrible. These are spots in your feast of charity. When they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear. I know for my ministry, we have had devils in the camp. And that's what it's talking about. They'll come around you with no fear. It's like the devil walking because they do not understand what they're messing with. It's really sad. Clouds they are without water, carried about with winds. Trees whose fruit withers without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots. Scary, scary. Raging waves of the sea, foaming out of their own shame, wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. You know what this reminds me of, Bride? Is people that are in these lifestyles, they're in perversion, they're in open homosexual, open fornication, open adultery, and they know what they're doing and they stay in it, but yet they want to hold to all the other doctrine. They're, in other words, their lifestyle does not mesh because they're not walking in holiness, purity, and consecration. They have developed these soul ties with these people, but yet, so they want to be, instead of dealing with their, the main elephant that's in the room, they want to focus on legalism. They want to focus on going back to Jesus' root, you know, the Jewish roots, Uh, going back to the old covenant, where it's the law, instead of dealing with, just like he's saying right here, they are carried about of winds, trees without fruit, they wither, without fruit twice dead, plucked up by the roots. Raging waves of the sea foaming out of their own shame. See, they can't even see the shame they're in. It's sad. Wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment on all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches sorry Brad which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lust and their mouth speaks great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. But beloved, remember ye the words you were spoken before the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lust. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the spirit but you beloved building up yourself and okay it's on the other side let me try to get this over there sorry bride sorry okay let me get the camera over here i've got so many notes on the book of jude okay But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Come on now. If you are not filled with the Holy Ghost, bride, you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will give you that power to overcome. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, making a difference. And others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Now unto them that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of the Lord, of the glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now forever and ever. So I wrote on my notes here, how to get out from apostasy, praying in the Holy Ghost. Do not touch the unclean thing right here in verse 23. And then it says right here, our assurance that with his help, he will keep us from falling. Keep yourself means protect yourself and stay in love and then be a soul winner and despise sin. So those are the keys, Brad, of how to make it in this next part of the book of Revelation. Be weary, be aware, not weary, but be aware of false prophets. And you will see in the book of Revelation, Jesus actually talks about it a lot. In the last days to be aware of false prophets. All right, here we go. The book of Revelation. All right, so before we get started, I just want to sing. What a day there will be When our Jesus we will see As I look upon his face The one who saves me by his grace Down on my knees is where I want to be. What a day, glorious day that will be. All right, bride, get in your Bibles. Let's go to the book of Revelation. Here we go, bride. The Holy Spirit is here with us to lead us, bride. Now, you all know that I go by the the King James Version. Okay, that is my go-to. So here we go, bride, chapter 1. Okay, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Okay, so what do we know off the bat about the book of Revelation? Well, we understand that this is is the testimony of Jesus Christ. All right, let's see here. Right. I am going to take a quick little commercial break, and when I come back, we will get back into the book of Revelation. Here we go. Beat Snookums. Snookums is about... Treehouse Publishers presents Snookums and the Fruit of Love. The Holy Spirit is the guide to Snookums and... Strawberry represents the fruit of love. Meet Snookums. Snookums is about eight years old and recently got saved. He does not understand about the fruit of the spirit. So in this book, he will learn about the love fruit. One day, Snookums wanders into the garden and notices the tree with strawberry fruit hanging off of it what is love I love my bones no silly it's the fruit of the spirit can't we go to Brazil first Ah, sit back and watch and I'll show you how love and defense works Once upon a time, there was a very happy tree in the garden. People loved eating off of that tree because the sun always shined on it and it produced much fruit for its creator. Then one day, an arrow came flying towards the tree with the word offense on it. The tree recognized it was from the mean devil. So the tree pushed its branch out and screamed, I forgive! And the arrow turned around and left the tree. The tree continued smiling. The arrow came back bigger this time, and it said, Big offense! The tree knew that this arrow hurt his heart. He thought about it a minute, then did not throw his branches out to stop it. He allowed the arrow to pierce his heart. It made a big hole in the tree's bark and exposed his heart to the devil. Snookums, when a heart is full of love, it is beautiful in God's sight. It is tender and soft to God. It is the way that we love people. When our heart is clean and pure, we are able to love people like God loves them. The devil does not want us to love people like that, so he comes after us through a fence to clog up our clean heart and to clog up our pipes to the roots of our trees. Humans are like trees to God. We bear much fruit for him, or our roots can damage us. Watch how the tree reacts to this big offense. When the arrow hit the heart of the tree a black spirit came out of the bottom of the All right Bard, I'm back, I'm back. This is Dr. June. We are studying the book of Revelation today. And listen, I will play the rest of that uh, commercial at the end of this broadcast. Let's go ahead and go back to the book of Revelation and start from the beginning. We're on Revelation chapter 1. We're studying out of the King James Version. Okay, so let's start over. Now, we know that this revelation came to John. Okay, and here we go. The revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Now, Bride, I was doing a Bible study. I believe it was yesterday when the Holy Spirit come on me and said that for Christmas, we all need to write our story and put it in a present and give it to our children because our story is for God's glory. Now, let me say that again. Our story is for God's glory. Now, you this is the best way for you to leave a legacy. Because like it says right here in in verse two, that John was a testimony of Jesus Christ. We are a testimony of Jesus Christ. You need to tell your family how God has changed your life. You need an official record to show the miracles of God in your life. So do that for Christmas. Sit down and write. You know, even if it's 10 pages, even if it's 20 pages, write my story with Jesus, write your salvation story. Amen. Let's go to verse three. Blessed is he that reads and they that hear the words of this prophecy. So the Lord in here in Revelation chapter one, that is a blessing to all of us that read this book and study this book. Okay, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. John to the seven churches which are in Asia. Grace be unto you and peace. From him which is, which was, and which is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before the throne now bride I know there's there's many people out there you know that pray about uh, the seven spirits they pray that you know they're able to see the seven spirits and all this kind of stuff uh, I don't know about that but I do know that uh, there are seven spirits just like it talks about right here so these seven spirits are about are encamped about the throne amen Because let's go ahead and read that verse again. Because John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you, and peace from him which is, which was, and which is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before the throne. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loves us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Now, Brad, you would have to understand the tabernacle uh to understand how powerful that really is because when you understand the tabernacle you understand that sin has a price there is a consequence to sin so in the old testament sins had to be handled certain ways certain animals for certain sins certain ways and places to put on the altar certain ways to give uh to sacrifice the animal certain ways for the blood to flow. Now, also, for Jesus to be the one who is the ultimate sacrifice for all, he is the, the perfect lamb that was slain, for this to be Jesus is a miracle bride. We will discover later on in the word, in Revelation, that he was the one that was worthy to open the books, open the seals. By Jesus being that perfect lamb, he he met God's requirement on every side, bride. He met the measurement of sin. He met God's requirement of sin. He met our requirement for sin. He had the perfect bloodline to be able to be sacrificed to cover us, bride. It is such an amazing thing what Jesus does with, her, with for us in his own blood. We are so thankful. Let's just raise our hands right now and say thank you, Jesus, for you dying on the cross for our sins. Thank you that you have the perfect blood. Thank you that you gave your life for us. Thank you that you became the lamb that was slain for us, Lord. We love you and we honor you today. Okay, and hath made us, okay, bride, here we go. He has made us kings and priests. Kings and priests unto God and his father. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Now, when we say kings and priests, okay, we know that kings in the days of old, God wanted to tell those kings what to do. All God wants when you study the Old Testament is to be included in the kingdom. If you think you are a king, like we have right now in our country, that thinks he knows everything and does not need God, that's when sudden destruction will come. You will see the wrath of God like never before because you left God out. When you have a king, like God says we're all kings and priests, right? Right? When we are a king and a priest, we have to remember to keep God first, keep Him first in our little kingdom. What is our kingdom? Our sphere of influence, our families, our our communities. You know, we're a king and a priest. Meaning, remember, I told you this about evangelism, Bride. That, and I, and I give Brock the credit for this because he taught me. When we are out in the community. Okay, we are a representation of the kingdom of God. So when we go to somebody and they begin pouring out their problems to us, that is their way of saying, Hey, I recognize that you are a king and priest in the earth. So I want to tell you my problems. They don't say this, but this is what is coming out of it. They just start spilling all these problems they're going to going through. But what God is saying to you by those people doing that is, hey, I brought them to you because you have the answer on the inside of you, and it's me. You are my representative. You're my ambassador. You are my king, and you are my priest in the earth. I want to use you. You're a walking kingdom for other people. So when he says we're king and priest, bride, that's what he means. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Behold, he comes with the clouds and every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him. And that will be a very sad day, bride, because I interviewed this man and he wrote a book called uh, something like the terrible day of the Lord or something like that. Bride, he said it was horrible. When the sinners see Jesus, they literally rip the skin off their face in horror. In horror, Bride. When they see him because Jesus is so holy, Bride. He's so holy. And when, when people see him coming through the sky, They're going to be just wanting to rip the... That's why it says weeping and gnashing of teeth. That guy that I interviewed said that. He said they were literally just ripping their face off because they couldn't stand the sight of Jesus. It will be a terrible day for them. And for us, it will be a beautiful day. It will be a beautiful day. So it says, Behold, he comes with the clouds, and every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him, which means the ones that uh, are the sinners, basically. And all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. This will be horrible, horrible I. This is Jesus talking. I am Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end, says the Lord, which is, which was, and is to come. I feel his presence so thick in here. The Almighty. He is everything, brother. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation. Right now, bride, we are going through much tribulation, much. And in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was in the isle that is called Patnamus, for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit. This is John talking. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet, can you imagine, can you imagine, saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, what thou seest write in a book, and send it unto the seven churches, which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, and unto Smyrna, and unto Pergamus, and unto Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. Now we're back to John. John says, And I turned to see the voice that spoke unto me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, I'm trying so hard not to cry, bride. In the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with garment down to the floor, down to the foot, and gird about with paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, And his eyes were as a flame of fire and his feet like undefined brass as if they were burned in a furnace and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars and out of his mouth went a sharp two edged sword and his countenance was as the sun shines in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me. (laughs) Oh, bride, this is reminding me so much of my dream. Remember my dream where he came to me in the desert and he reached down and touched my hand? Oh, I can just feel how that felt to John. Because when Jesus touched my hand... When I was laying down in the desert and he came to me with the horses and chariots. Remember that dream? I don't have to get all into it now. But when he touched me bright, the fire of God hit my bones. And it was like love and strength rushing my bones, everything being restored. It was like I could go, you know, he touched me. It was uh, not a small thing, you know, it was a, it was a dramatic, you know, uh, blessing that he touched me. And I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Come on, bride. How many out there are so excited that God, Jesus is alive forevermore? Glory, hallelujah. He's alive. That reminds me of that song. He's alive. He's alive forevermore. Something, something I can't remember but he's alive. (laughs) How many remember that song? All right, so I am alive forevermore, amen, and have the keys of hell and death. Bride, that is so important because remember that book I told you I wrote about the organic Christianity? What God showed me in a dream, bride, is that when Jesus died, when he was crucified, he went down into hell, he got the keys, right? Right? When he came back up, bride, because remember, we, this generation, was the ones that was kicked out of the garden. Okay? When we when Jesus walked out of the tomb, remember when they closed the garden off? Remember the garden of Eden was closed off by what? An angel. Jesus died and come up. He was like Adam that died. He came up. He walked out past the angel. He walked out of that tomb. And where did he go, bride? He went back into the garden. Yes, he did with the keys to life. He took the keys back from Satan that we gave to him in the garden of Eden. So now Jesus come out. Resurrection day is such an amazing day. Because he come out victorious, Bride, He come out and made us victorious. This is why we're able to be kings and priests. <laughs> oh, man, I'm on fire over here. All right, let's continue. Write the things which you have seen and the things which are and the things which shall be hereafter. The mystery of the seven stars which thou saw in my right hand and the seven golden sticks thou Seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. Okay, let me get my Bible up here on the screen for you. Y'all can see the years of research in my Bible over here. This is my notes I have taken over the years studying the book of Revelation. Okay, so up here. Churches and the seven candlesticks, which thou sawest, are the seven churches. Now we're on chapter 2. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things said he that holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know your works. Now this is him to the first church bride. He says, I know your works and your labor and your patience and how they, how you cannot bear them which are evil, that thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not and has found them liars. How many right now can testify this is how you feel right now? You feel like I've just discovered, like with the new apostolic reformation, it's like you're saying, I have discovered that this whole thing that I believed all my life is wrong, that these people are fakes and frauds. That is how Jesus is addressing this church. So look what happens here, Brad. And has borne and has patience, and for my name's sake has labored, which means you've been working in ministry you have been working it for God and has not fainted, which means you're still going. Nevertheless, I have some things against you. And here it is, bride. This is a warning. Because thou has left thy first love. Isn't that sad? And it's so easy to happen, bride. This is what my Snookum's book is about, is love. Especially in this hour, because The Bible says in the last days, many will be offended. And it's so easy to, Brad. It's so easy to be offended today. So verse five, remember, therefore, from whence you are fallen and repent and do the first works or else I will come unto thee quickly and will remove your candlestick out of its place except thou repent. Oh, no, thank you. Lord, please don't take our candlestick, please. Uh, We've got to guard our hearts, bride, that we don't lose our candlestick, okay? But this thou has, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. In other words, especially us that are watchmen on the wall, this is probably our biggest warning is this church right here. Because it is so easy for us to see all of these terrible things happening, to see all of the atrocities happening in the earth today. If we're not careful, we will get hard in our hearts and we will stray from God because we get so offended and so angry at all the lies. I'm encouraging us out there. Including me right now. I'm encouraging us to remember. To keep our first love. He that has an ear. Let him hear what the spirit. Is saying unto the church. To him that overcomes. Will I give to eat. Of the tree of life. Which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Now. That scripture shows you, Bride. it's not how you begin a race. It's how you finish a race. You can begin so on fire. We see this right now with a lot of ministers. In the beginning, they were so on fire. They was great. They was right on message. They was preaching it good. But now here in the end, they have flipped. They have compromised. They have partnered with idols. They have partnered with perversion. They have sold their soul They have become a 501c3 and they have got on all of the, you know, FEMA teams and all this. They have sold their soul. It's not how you begin, bride. It's how you finish. Okay, so let's go over here to the second church. You ready? This is in verse 9. Let's go to the second church. I know your works. Oh, wait a minute. Verse 8. And unto the angel of the church. Okay, let me get the Bible back. Sorry, bride. Sorry. Hold on here. I love it that I have a camera where y'all can see my Bible. That is awesome. Okay, so here we go. And unto the angel of the church of Smyrna right? These things says the first and the last which was dead and is alive. I know your works and tribulation and poverty but thou art rich that's god saying oh don't worry if people say you're poor because in my eyes you're rich (laughs) that is god encouraging you that it's not about money it's about the favor of god okay so i know your works and tribulation and poverty But thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews. Boy, we see this today, don't we, bride? And are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. Fear none of these things, which thou shalt suffer. Get it in your mind, bride. Come on. Get it in your heart. You're going to suffer. In 2021, we're all going to suffer. Those days are coming, and we need to get it settled in our mind so that we can be prepared and not be called off guard. Fear none of those things, Jesus says, which you shall suffer. Now, isn't that funny that he puts this in the same church? The Jews, the false Jews. But he tells the Christians you are going to suffer. That is not a coincidence, Brad. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison that you may be tried and you shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death and I will give thee a crown of life. Wow. Wow. Many, I can hear many people saying, I can endure 10 days of suffering. Yeah, right. We can't even endure one day of hunger. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it is not going to be easy. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. He that overcomes shall not be hurt of the second death. Now, that can be taken a couple of ways. God is going to be with you at the time of your death, on the second death. We've already died once, right? When we got saved, we died. Okay, let's go to verse 12. And to the angel of the church in Pargamus, right? Here's another church, okay? "Uh, These things that saith he which has the sharp sword with two edges. I know your works. And where thou dwellest, even where Satan's seat is. And thou holdest fast my name and has not denied my faith. Even in those days wherein Antipas was my faithful martyr, who was slain among you where Satan dwells. So he's talking about martyrdom, which we all know we're headed into. But I have a few things against you. Because thou hast there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam, which we know a Balaam, is, bride, that's the worldly satanic antichrist spirit, who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed unto idols and to commit fornication. So basically, this is the false preachers who are telling you it is okay to sin. So hast thou also them that hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate, repent, or else I will come unto thee quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Oh, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. To him that overcomes, he's saying this again, bride, and he says this about martyrdom. This is the second church having to do with martyrdom. To him that overcomes. What does he say, bride? To him that overcomes what I give to eat of the hidden manna. Oh, I just want to cry because we know, bride, what that hidden manna is. When we're in those FEMA camps, when we're in prison, it's that manna that nobody can take from you. You can have my body. Yo devil, you can have my body, but you can't take my spirit. And if I'm in that camp, if I'm in a prison cell, Jesus will come and see me. Jesus will give me that meat. He will give me that hidden manna. That's the way I interpret this bride. And we'll give him a white stone. And in the stone, a new name written, which no man knows saving he that receives it. Now, as we study the book of Revelation, do not forget this moment with Jesus. Okay. Put this in your little shelf up here in your mind. (laughs) And remember this because this will be seen again later on in Revelation because Jesus gives the martyrs a little white stone. The martyrs of the last day. And they will have a name that Jesus named you. That's going to be an awesome day. All right, so it says no man knows what that name is. Saving he that receives it. So the only one that will know the name on that little stone, that little white stone is you, bride. all the martyrs. Okay, let's move on to the next church. Here we go. We are on Revelation chapter two, verse 18. And we studied out of the King James version. Okay. And unto the angel of the church of Thyatira, right? These things says the son of God who has his eyes like unto a flame of fire, And his feet are like fine brass. I know your works. He says, I know your works and your charity and your service and your faith and your patience and your works and the last to be more than the first. Okay, let me move my Bible up. Thank you, Brian. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against you because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calls herself a prophetess, boy, do I have myself somebody in my head, but I I will not say it, (laughs) to teach and to seduce my servants, to commit fornication, and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. Now, what do you think that is, Brad? What is fornication when it comes to the church as a whole, not just people that, you know, have sex outside of marriage, but we're talking about fornication as the bride. What is it? The fornication as the bride is when you leave your first love and you're seduced by the beast. Remember, Bride, I've been telling you that the beast, which is the Internet of Things is and the AI, is wooing everybody in right now. Boy, he is promising all kinds of stuff. He is going to give you a stimulus package, and he is going to take care of you, and he's going to give you medicines, and he's going to pay your bills, and he's going to wipe all your debt free in this great reset. and you're going to have this whole new utopia and you're going to have it made. And we're just going to get rid of the extremist. And we're just going to have this little soft, little, nice little utopia. That is the beast. So when you have the church leaders telling you to partner with this beast, that is telling you, Hey, we're going to give you this little, you know, which I can't say because they'll keep me off. (laughs) We're going to give you this that's mixed with technology and we're just going to swim through your bloodstream and we're going to take these little nanobots that we have created and we're going to go in there and just kind of move your little DNA around a little bit. And, you know, we're just going to make you transhumanist. Okay. And we're going to, we're going to take your blood and we're going to put you inside of this big supercomputer And we're going to make a little avatar of you. Okay, so I'm sure you won't mind because you want to be a part of the beast, right? That is leaving your first love. That is committing fornication. When the church leaders tell you to participate in this beast system, they are committing whoredom. That is whoredom. Whoredom is having somebody else feed me. Take care of me. Uh, It's the beast wanting to marry you because we know that God is married to the church. Jesus is married to the church. Jesus is our provider. Jesus is our healer. Jesus is this. Jesus is that. Well, the beast is wanting to be all that. So that is fornication on the grand level. Okay. So, all right, so when it says to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols, and I give her space to repent. Now, bride, look, let's just look at this thing as a whole. Has God given us a space to repent? Of course he has. His mercy endures forever. Our God has, has tried really hard to get us out of this beast system. All right, so let's go over here, verse 21. And I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, which is where we're at now, those that commit go into bed with her except they repent of their deeds and I will kill her children. This is part of the judgment bride, which to me is like God writing Ichabod on the church. Ichabod, the glory has left her, which means she has whored around after other lovers. So what she did is she opened the door to Satan. Those wolves to come in and to begin to devour her children and devour her house. Let me tell y'all something. When you are in sin and you leave the Lord, you know it. You know it. Because it's like, see, when we are saved, it's like we're in this bubble of protection. No matter what happens, God is going to defend his bride. He is not going to let her be ashamed. He is going to be with her. We know this too. We know that we are protected inside of this little bubble. I I call it a bubble. I call it a bubble, Brad, but I remember when I backslid and I remember, Brad, what it felt like. It was absolutely horrible. You see all these terrible things out here happening to you and your family. But you know you have no leg to stand on in prayer because your life is not right with God and God listens to the prayers of his people. He listens to righteousness, right living. So when you're not right with God, you know it. Other people may not know it, but you know that you have went so far that You know God's not listening because your heart ain't right anymore. You're outside of this bubble. You are sent out to the wolves because really you have went over to a reprobate mind. And let me tell you how this happens. People that go over to a reprobate mind is people that reason in their mind why they sin. So they reason this behavior in. And they say, you know, I can cheat with that married man because really his wife ain't good to him anyway, you know, so I'm better for him. So I really think I'm the better wife. And so that woman begins to reason within her mind, and then the presence of the Lord just walks out just like, you know, you have put yourself over to a reprobate mind. You, I mean, he will try to woo you back. I'm saying after he tries to woo you back, woo you back. But eventually you will make your mind up that that sin is what you want more than God's presence. And then he'll just back up and let you have it. You will be put over to a reprobate mind. So, but when you get out there, it reminds me of verse 23, because it says, And I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he which searches the reins and hearts, and I will give unto every one of you according to your works. But unto you, I say, and unto the rest of Thyatira, as many as have not this doctrine, and have not known the depths of Satan. See, when you go over to that reprobate mind, bride, you are going over to the depths of Satan. I have interviewed people who went way off into the depths. I interviewed this guy one time, and he became the highest warlock in the United States. He had a story to tell, bride. Oh my goodness! I don't even want to get into that right now. But here's here it is in the gist. He started out innocent. It was where the church persecuted him when he was eight years old because he was poor and had poor clothes. So the church of Satan, when he was 10, took him in and said, you know what, we'll accept you just the way you are. So he served Satan for 30 years. He started out small and went all the way to the deep gross that you can even imagine stuff. But he didn't start out that way. It started out reasoning in your mind, opening the door up to a little sin. Like say, if you're married, like say pornography. I'm just going to kind of look at this. Nobody ever know. And then the next thing you know, this woman shows up at work and she just is so sexy and she's giving you attention when your wife's not. And then you just look at her and you're like, hmm, I really want that one. And see, here's the thing. We see many preachers going off into this right now. They are leaving their wives for their secretaries, and the church don't care anymore. (laughs) This is how sick we've gotten. But anyways, all right. Okay, let's go back here. All right. So, as they speak, I will put upon you none other burden, but that which you have already hold fast till I come, And he that overcomes and keeps my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. Oh, you know what I believe that is, Brad? Okay, I believe that those of us that are going to be martyred, I believe that when the millennial reign comes, because you have the seven years tribulation, And then you'll have the battle of Armageddon where Jesus comes back and fights the devil. Then we have this new earth. The Jerusalem comes down and then we reign for a thousand years. The devil's thrown in the pit and whatnot. I believe that the church that overcame the kings and the priests of that hour will be the ones that will be the kings and the priests in this new earth. That's what I believe. Now see the difference between that and the new apostolic reformation believes they believe they're that right now. I'm like, what? Are you people completely crazy? You're telling all of us that the millennial reign is happening right now? I mean, you tell me what's wrong with this picture. Because in the millennial reign, Satan will be thrown into the pit for a thousand years. He is still alive today. So no, that little theory y'all are doing is not working, people. So let's move forward here. Okay, and 27 and he shall rule them with a rod of iron as the vessels of potter shall be broken to shivers even as I have received of my father and I will give him the morning star and he that has an ear let him hear what the spirit is saying unto the church. All right, let's move on to chapter three. And unto the angel, let's see what the note up here says. What John commanded to write to the angels of the churches of Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. Okay. And unto the angel of the church in Sardis write, these things says he that has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. Okay. I know your works that thou has a name that thou livest and are dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die, for I have not found thy works perfect before God. Remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. Now, let me just pause here and say, bride, that Throughout all these churches, almost all of them, Jesus says, repent. Okay, repentance is where you repent and you turn. You stop, you turn away. Repentance is dealing with that sin. It's dealing with the elephant in the room. That's why when Jonathan Kahn did his a farce of a repentance, this global repentance at the National Mall, was a farce because they did not even deal with the elephant in the room, which is what God would require. I mean, when you study the judgments in the days of old, you understand why God does judgment because you are not dealing with the sin. That is what is between me and you. So if you're going to say that you're going to do a global repentance a national repentance, then you need to deal with our partnership with perversion, the Sodom and Gomorrah sin that's happening right here in our country, which is a stench before God's nostrils. But our president that all of them are partnered with is the one doing it. So this is why they wouldn't deal with it. So really they have just backed up Nebuchadnezzar. That's what they've done. But according to the Bible, the way Jesus talks, he requires that we repent. So let's go back and look at this again, Brad. So he says, Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die, for I have not found thy works perfect before God. Remember therefore how thou hast received and heard And hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch. Okay. That's all those watchmen out here. That's a word does. Okay. I will come on thee as a thief. And thou shalt not know what hour I shall come. Upon thee. Thou has a few names even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments and they shall walk with me in white for they are worthy. Lord, let's all just lift our hands right now and pray. Lord, we pray that you will help us to stay repentful in our hearts that we will be found worthy to wear that robe of white. Remember bride in in my book on the uh, last American bride, I show the picture of the bride standing on the sea of glass. Dressed in white. He that overcomes the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before His angels. Now, this right here proves that that Jesus-only doctrine is out the window. That is not even true. We do believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> bride. You know, I have a doctor in theology, and that is one of the things that uh, those of us that believe in the Trinity that really bothers us, because those that believe in the Jesus only, okay, they are the uh, ones that believe in the no makeup, you know, legalist. but which I do kind of admire them that they do that, but I'm saying that uh, they believe that there is not a Trinity, that Jesus is it. But they cannot explain how Jesus talks like this. There is a God, the Father, that is separate from Jesus. It's obvious as the day is long. So now I have to explain to you, Bride, why I believe this way. Because it obviously came up for a reason. Okay, here we go. You ready? Okay, the first part of the Bible, the first part... See, first of all, the Bible is a revelation of who God is. Okay. So the first part of the Bible is who God the father is. It reveals how he is about sin, how he wants a relationship with people, why he has the temple. He explains the temple up in heaven and how this is a replica of what is up there for us in the future to come. So the Old Testament shows him having a relationship with mankind and it shows how Israel couldn't do it. The people in the Old Testament could not do it. This is why God divorced them because they kept cheating on him. Then we have Jesus. Jesus comes in in the middle. Okay. Jesus is revealed. He's the second part of the Trinity. So Jesus is revealed. He comes. He's the perfect lamb. He, he has everything to be able to satisfy God's relationship to us due to the blood. You have to understand, bride, the power of the blood. When you understand the temple and how God required all the sacrifices, the blood is such a key to it. Okay. So Oh, my goodness. I just had a revelation about Satan. What I mean is why he wants our DNA in the last day, brother. He wants that blood. Wow. Oh, man. Help us, Lord, to keep our DNA. He wants our DNA. He wants the blood. Mm. See, that blood of Jesus is what did it bright that blood of Jesus is what cleansed us oh the blood of Jesus I gotta sing oh the blood of Jesus oh the blood of Jesus it washes white as snow so now we know old Satan wants that blood right now don't he bride and he wants to take he wants to get those little nanobots which is Luciferian technology to come inside our temple and change that blood around don't he bride he wants to get God out of our blood But oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. It washes white as snow. So the middle part of the Bible reveals who Jesus is. Then Jesus, before he leaves us, he says, I have to leave so that the Holy Spirit can be revealed unto you. I will leave you the Holy Spirit. See, now we can have relationship with God without having the priest. Now we have an open book with God. Why? Because of the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit gives us a prayer language, Bride. He fills us with the Holy Spirit. Okay? He fills us with the Holy Spirit to give us the strength to overcome. Do you understand the power of speaking in tongues? It will save our life. The the Bible says that when we pray in tongues, that we give our most evil member, our most unruly member power over to God. So when we're praying in tongues, we are praying God's will. So Jesus left to give us this gift for us to be able to what? Be an overcomer. Listen, so we are in the generation of the revelation of the third part of the Trinity, which is the Holy Ghost. When we leave, when Jesus comes back, we, the Holy Spirit inside of us, will leave. We are the temple now. When the temple goes up, God will have been revealed to mankind then. So then it will be the utter wrath that will be paid. So the end of the book is the Holy Spirit being revealed. So now you know that God, whenever people read this Bible, they are reading who God is and the different aspects of God. All right, so let's go back to the word in chapter 3, Revelation chapter 3. Okay, so it says, He that has an ear, verse 6, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And to the angel in the church of Philadelphia, now we're on the church of Philadelphia, okay? Right, these things said he that is holy, he that is true, he that has the key of David, he has... He that opens and no man shuts and shuts and no man opens. I know thy works. And behold, I have set before thee an open door that no man can shut. For thou hast a little strength and has kept my word and has not denied my name. Behold, I will make of them the synagogue of Satan. This, oh, we already read that. Okay. Alright, okay, so here we go. Back down to verse 11. Behold, I come quickly, hold that fast, which thou hast, that no man take your crown. Let's all pray right now. Lord, we pray that nobody will take our crown. Okay? Him that overcomes will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven, from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. See, this is, to me, the millennial time. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. And unto the angel of the church of Laodicea write, These things saith the saith. The amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works. Okay, here we are, bride. This is another church. All right. So he's, these are all people in the church that are working and believing they're going to heaven. So we need to pay really close attention to this bride. This is, this is nothing to go small with. These are people that believe they are Christians in the last days. So let's see what Jesus says about these people, okay? So he says, I know your works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would that you were cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth, because thou sayest, I am rich. I am increased with good. Who does this sound like, Brad?" Not trying to, you know, throw stones, but I'm just giving you an example. Who does that sound like? And have need of nothing. I am the best thing that God has ever created. That's what this is saying. And knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou may be rich. Okay, this is God saying to us, bride. When God wants to use you for his kingdom in the last days, he's going to try you, purify you, sift you, burn you. Just like he says right here, he is going to try you in the fire, bride. That you may be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of your nakedness do not appear. In other words, that God will protect you. See, God does that for his people, bride. He will make all your crooked paths straight. And anoint your eyes with eyes that you may see. God anoint our eyes right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We want to see. We don't want to be asleep like we're seeing happening right now. And as many as I love, here we go, bride. This is the key to make it in the last days right here. To those that I love, I rebuke and chasten, be zealous, therefore, and repent. Remember, I told you about the trees in God's great garden in my uh, organic Christianity book. Your heart to God when it is repentful is very soft and beautiful and pink. But when the enemy comes in through offense, he makes that heart harden. And then the more offense you get, the harder it gets. And the more you go in disobedience, the harder and then you get hard as a rock. And then you'll walk right out of the kingdom. You don't want nothing to do with it. That is what happens when people backslide. So let me repeat this again in verse 19 when he says and as many as I love I rebuke and chasten be zealous therefore and repent behold I stand at the door and knock bride I'm will cry because this is the scripture I got saved in when I was nine years old this very scripture behold I stand at the door and knock if any man hears my voice and opens that door I will come into him into him in the temple and will sup with him and he with me to him that overcomes will i grant to sit with me in my throne don't we want that bride even as i also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne he that has an ear let him hear what the spirit is saying to the church Let's all pray right now. God, we pray over our ears that our ears would hear what the Spirit is saying to the church right now. Heal our hearts. Let us be pliable. Let us be chastised, rebuked, and corrected for your glory, Lord. Our stories is for your glory. All right, chapter four, Brian. After this, I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as the voice of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up here, and I will show you things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was taken up in the spirit. And behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne. When I saw that bride, that made me so sad how the LGBT has hijacked the rainbow. Uh, Because to me, they are mocking God. Like Lucifer is mocking God because did you know that the Noahide laws, their symbol is the rainbow? And did you also know that the digital currency that's happening in this one world system is called the rainbow currency? See, it's Lucifer trying to be like God. That's what's happening, Bride. All right, so in sight like unto an emerald and round about the throne were 24 elders. And upon the seats I saw four and 20 elders sitting, clothed in white raiment. And they had on their heads crowns of gold. And of the throne and out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne was a sea of glass like under crystal, which is on my book cover. The um, Last American Bride is so pretty. And in the midst of the throne, round about the throne, were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. Oh my goodness, can you imagine? And the first beast was like a lion, and the second beast a calf. And the third beast had a face like a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within And they rest not day and night saying holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty which was and is and is to come. And when those beasts gave glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne who lives forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worshiped him that lived forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne. Isn't that beautiful bride? Saying, thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou has created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Now you know what's running through my spirit right now Bride is hill song you know hill song I've been teaching how the enemy has moved in the church through music well here did this video uh it's called peace you can look it up p e a c e now in this video they show a bunch of brides and they're all sitting around and all of the brides have a crown on their head. This is so sad the way they do it. And they show this woman, which is like a Jezebel that's all dressed in red. And these brides take off their crown and go up there to worship the whoredom. And when they do, this woman bathes herself in blood. It's gross. Absolutely awful. Oh. It has the worst ratings. The Christians are like, this is satanic to the absolute. How can anybody ever allow to do that? It's just satanic. But that's what I think of when I think about this. Because these 24 elders laid their crowns down in front of God on the throne. This also reminds me of a story. That woman I took care of last year after I left Washington, D.C., she was 92. And she was a good Christian woman, bride. She was a good Christian woman. It was an honor to help this woman in her end of days. You know, I have a heart for the elderly anyway. And so one day I was sitting by her on the couch, and and she couldn't move or anything. You know, she really needed a lot of help, you know, to get around Mm -hmm. And we were sitting there, and I was holding her hand, and it was a snowy day, and there was these beautiful bluebirds right out the window, and I was singing on the old rugged cross, where my dearest and best in a world of lost sinners. Was slain, so I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to that old sang that song she had these tears coming out of her eyes and she looked outside that window just so serious and she said I wonder how big my crown will be when I give it to Jesus I looked at this woman and I said (laughs) I said woman your crown is going to be so big you're going to have to have handmaidens in heaven to go around and hold that crown on your head. This woman, bride, and she just laughed, but this woman, she would suffer all the time. She had Parkinson's disease. And she, she would suffer. She would shake and be in so much pain. And she would say, Take me to your golden shore." she would sing to him in the middle of her suffering, Jesus, take my hand. And she would just, she really ministered to me. And I just want to report to you, bride, she just passed away. She, God really has the best story for this woman because she passed away on Thanksgiving Day. And not only did she pass away on Thanksgiving Day, But she passed away on her 93rd birthday. She made it to 93. Anyway, I just wanted to tell you that about the crown. Uh, Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and stop here today, Brad. I think, uh, let's see what we did here. I've got all a mess here crying. We did Revelation 1 through 4. Okay, yes. We stopped at the best part, Bride, because look what the next chapter is. The next chapter is the book of the seals are open. So this is a perfect place to stop. I will be back tomorrow and we will start, excuse me, with Revelation chapter five. Okay. God bless, Bride.
2: Treehouse Publishers presents Author and White House correspondent Dr. June Knight has published 10 books as she traveled the country in obedience to God-serving ministries. Her books are about the Bride of Christ preparing the church for the end of days, persecution, purity, and spiritual warfare. She even wrote a book revealing the pain and struggles of her own life called Testimony of a Broken Bride Jesus is the True Husband. Her books hope to help families make right decisions in the coming days about the mark of the beast and to choose Jesus over the beast system. Dr. June released four books this year about current-day situations such as judgment, technology, tribulation days and more. These four books released in April of 2020 after she left the White House and exposes what she knows about President Trump and the Antichrist agenda. These books reveal apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment and it's for the harvest. Dr. June reveals the great divide in the church in this hour due to the great deception. She explains what is the ecumenical movement, new apostolic reformation, and false religions. Exposes the one world religion agenda. Dr. June exposes the new world order and satanic agenda. This book exposes the lie of the new apostolic reformation evangelicals who have surrounded the president and is partnering with the beast system. This books chronicles 40 days of repentance and casting down 40 idols in our nation and church. This book reveals the biblical pattern of judgment and the current judgment. What is the pattern of God's judgment? Why does he judge? What is my role in this? This book discusses now that we know apostasy plus idolatry equals judgement where do we go from here, how do we prepare, what do we look for, what about technology, the human implantation chip, etc. So purchase the American Quad books today before they shut them down. Be alert, be informed, be equipped for the war ahead. Or go to www.gotreehouse.org and purchase all 10 of Docs. June's books today on sale. If you are interested in writing a book please go to treehousepublishers.com. Thank you.
0: 18- plus.